Shit's live. Shit's fucking live. Right. Acid flashback review. Today, my friends, thank you all for coming tonight. I don't know what day it is, but it's a day. A day of days. Yeah, oh! Even the dogs are stoked. Uh, I got uh, my good friend Pat Legal here and uh, Andrew Thornley. Two good friends from Golden BC. I've been working with them for over probably eight years at this point, in and out, here and there, and everywhere else. Uh, I'm stoked, man. You guys are here. Fucking thank you very much for coming out. I love yeah. it out. <laughs> so, Pat, you own the Rockwater Grill and Bar in Golden BC, correct? I do. And, like, you, you've been helping me. You used to work at the Taps in Golden, and you've been organizing shows throughout the years. You've seen me years ago just fucking playing the G-string. Alright, like, I just want to play yes. music, man. Right. I did see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And here you are, you know, I see you just as a bartender manager, and I own the Rockwater, one of the better venues in, in town, and, like, been holding it down for a fucking good while here. And Thornley, you've been the tech guy throughout all this shit. In and out, like a fast food restaurant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still kicking around, you know, you're just making sure it sounds tight, you know. If it sounds like shit, you show up, you go, let me help. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I've been doing sound since, geez, 2006 in town. Good old days from the Roadhouse, Lyric, Fort Ball, Packers, before my yeah. time. Packers? Yeah. And then the Rockwater, Taps, River House, Civic Center, Trapper, Civic Center, You've seen it all. I've tried everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even Fresh Meat Mondays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in the good old days. Oh, gross. Yeah. Gross. And, and, like, you went to school for this shit, right? I did, actually, after doing it and realizing I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, it was actually a lot more technical than I thought. And like, on a whim? You were just like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit? Or... No, I just wanted to know how to do it properly. I've always been technically oriented, but through school, mathematically inclined, I like stuff like that, physics. I don't know about quantum physics, maybe a bit much, but yeah. I like quantum physics. I like how stuff works. I like sound. The foundation, the fundamentals. The fundamentals. Getting down to it. Dope. Yeah, and it presents its challenges. You know, it's not a. Sound is... It's hard as hell. It's hard as hell. Changes every day. Anybody who's done hard sound knows what I'm talking hell. about, and anyone who hasn't done sound, here, you come run the shit for a bit. Yeah, you set up a show. Yeah, you you make sure it sounds all right. I mean, anybody can plug in and, oh, the volumes are good. Uh, I can hear everything, yeah, but does it sound good? Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, and then you got to throw some lights into the mix, too. If you have time and capabilities, <laughs> fucking, you know. Yeah. I saw this caught, like, you know, I still feel like I'm new to the music realm. It was like, until I came out uh, west to BC. Nah, you've been around for a while now. I've been around for <laughs> close to 10 years out uh, west, but like, before then, like, my my acknowledgement of music, like, to me, people who have played in bars and played shows and, and performed music, I thought it was like something you were born into, like, either like rich, <laughs> poor, whatever, but like, you know, if you had a dad that was doing it, like, you, that that's how you're capable of playing shows at bars. Like to, to me, it was always about just, like, 
Well, like, you know, a before, if you want to be an actor, it's one thing. You have to work, model, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, music was like, oh, no, you're born into it, and it's just like, it's a gift you have. And you just, you, you just kind of do it, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, but then I came out here, and I'm, I'm at the Dreamcatcher Hostel, and I'm just, I'm just fucking playing guitar in the fucking living room, like, you know. The Roadhouse like, Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, you know, I just wanted to play some music, and they're like, you should go to jam night. I said, what the fuck? What, what do you mean, Gemini? Like, oh yeah, anybody can go to the bar and play. Time out. <laughs> you did that one. <laughs> Time. Anybody can go to the bar oh, that, and just play on stage. Like what? Uh, yeah, totally. It was, fuck. Blew my mind. And that was, that was the door to the open. As soon as I realized, like, wow, like, actually, anybody can do this. Was that? Thursday, taps. Thursday, jam nights yeah. at taps, man. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> and you, you used to work at the jam nights, right? Like I you, did. Did you start that stuff off? Or no. That was all uh, that was all Canton Adam. Okay. They had jam night for years before I showed up. Uh, John Jenkins ran that for yep. for years and years. Like he's the first guy. <sighs> was he the first one? Like I, I want to call coffee shop. Jam night style. I, I mean, with with Kenton Adam and Taps. Yeah. I think he did start it. I never asked him that question. Mm -hmm. So, but he, yeah, he did it for years, and then uh, obviously Ben and Eric took over. Will Horse Boys, mm -hmm. Nick and Brandon, and yeah, that's right when I showed up. Like when I showed up, it was Ben and Eric, uh, or like Broken Brothers or Broken Down Suitcase. At the time. Yeah. 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 Suitcase. Um, and that lasted for another eight years, like a good Six. stint for sure. It was like a few years. A few years. And it was good, man. It was the most, it was the busiest night for years. You couldn't get into tops. No, oh, I remember. Uh, lineups out the yeah. door. Uh, fuck. Way over capacity many, many <laughs> nights. Um, and the capacity was about 80? It was like nine, uh, Eighty-three, For some reason, the number seventy-eight comes okay. to mind, but yeah. that might be without the patios. I don't know. <laughs> How was that? Um, Remember the first taps? The first time taps opened, they had the, the, the smoking the room. Smoking room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell the I've been room. there. Oh, God. I've been there. The smoking room was. That used to be was... a video store. Really? Yeah. General, <laughs> general store. There, no, it also was a video store too for a while. I remember walking up that ramp as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, one of our staff parties. Um, fuck, we were hanging out in the basement for some reason. I don't There's know why. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a dirt basement. <laughs> Super creepy vibes. Um, and I remember, I don't know. We fucking went down there, smoked a joint or two, and <laughs> there was a box or there was like a stack of old receipts from the old oh, uh, no. general store that was there years ago. And that's, I don't even know what year that was. General store, that's got to be a really long time ago. That would have been like... 2001? No. Because I remember the, the, when it was a video, when it was a video store, that was probably the late 80s, early 90s, from what I recall. So, decades. <laughs> anyway, any, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. 2020, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and there definitely wasn't like it is now. Golden's evolved into such a neat community. Like coming here is like, I want to say like a, a, a virgin enthusiast, you know. <laughs> you know, when, again, I came here 
I didn't even know that open mics and jamming existed. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know that shit was a thing. You know, like I, I thought like you know, if you you started a band at six and then you like by the time you succeed you're good or whatever. You know, like a, or I thought it was just like you know people that were exceptional could make it or whatever or actually perform and stuff. So, I mean, and when I got here, like I remember like the first jam night, they're like, oh yeah, it starts at ten. I show up at like eleven. I had to wait a freaking hour and a half outside to get into this bar that capacity seventy eight perhaps. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I finally get in. It's raging. You know playing catch up like yeah, I gotta get a pitcher of beer and maybe a shot or two. Oh, you want a shot ski? What's a shot ski? Oh, everyone does it out west. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, they bring you this ski and there's holes in it and there's four slots for four shots and everyone holds a ski and shot ski! You just fucking send it, you know? And people yeah. will get wasted all night. You just see that ski, once it went down, it never went back up, man, until the bar was closed. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> oh, that place got wild. Like crazy wild. You got an ashtray anywhere? What are you talking about? Yeah. Smoke in the studio? It's a wood shop, man. You can't smoke in here. Um, yeah, man, that was fun. That was super fun. I was like for three years. And it was, we had like a super solid crew work in there. Yeah. When I was there anyways. Like Linda. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Mahajik. Yeah. Gen B, Great promoters uh, Maniko, oh. uh, Mel G, yep. RC started like it was. It was. It was a dream team. Um, <laughs> Jill had just left when I started at Taps. Was most of that crew from like Lake Louise? Uh, no, not all of that. Uh, Tracy definitely from Lake Louise, um, and I, I actually don't know. I, I don't think so. <coughs> and that might be it for Lake Louise crew at Tops, anyways. It was, it was sick though. Yeah. Like for three years, I remember, and I knew it was like as soon as I, I found out there was like a venue where like hey I can go play every week. And I'm like yeah. I didn't care about getting paid. I just want yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to fucking didn't play. Get, did did yeah. you get a drink if you played? Was that the kind uh, of? I, I, I think definitely we, was beverages bought for uh, performers on John Dice for sure all the time. Yeah, I was so, he, like, I was so drunk back then I couldn't tell you. You <laughs> Clint? Oh Clinton! Oh Clinton! Shout out to Clinton Godet, <laughs> my friend. Miss <laughs> you, buddy. This cat. So I met this cat at at the hostel that I was staying at for those first two months in Golden, you know, and he was one of the guys that motivated me. He was like, "Yeah, man, just go play." And I remember checking this cat out, and he was. Like he was so good. He's probably still fucking good. <laughs> Crazy as hell back then. Oh yeah. Like, uh, love yeah. to drink like a shit ton. I want bourbon. Dry. No rocks. Go. <laughs> and um, just sip away. <laughs> but very fucking talented. Super fucking out. Do you remember Clint then? Vaguely. Yeah. Super outgoing dude. Super personable. Crazy as hell, really good performer. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, just a fucking guy that, you know, everybody gets along with. And he was a regular joke. He was down to earth. He's like, yeah. oh, you want to hang out? Yeah, let's fucking hang out. Like, he had, he had no trouble just doing whatever was happening, you know? I'd jam with this cat and I'd watch him on stage. I'm like, motherfucker, like, this guy is fucking dope. Like, this guy's sick, yeah. you know? Doing sublime covers, also bringing his own originals into the game. He could play bass, guitar, and drums. Like, he, yeah, he just held and it down. So just like, just like Pablo, and there's like a few other dudes that used to come out for jam night that would always get 
kicked off the stage once in a while. Because <laughs> back then, that was back uh, <coughs> when Ben and Eric ran it, and they ran it pretty tight. And it was and good. They were, they were pretty clear about the fact that if you sucked, you were gonna get kicked off yeah. the fucking stage, like straight up. Uh, which kind of it kept the the standard it, a little bit higher. It was a perfect approach. Piss people off. It was a perfect approach to make jam night successful because yeah. like you kept the standard high, and then by doing so, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. No one gets complacently like you know nice. <laughs> you know everyone's actually yeah. enjoying themselves because the music's of quality. No, it was. It, I thought it was. It's like halfway between the bookstore and the Apollo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally <laughs> sucks for people that got booed off or fucking kicked off stage or whatever. Yeah. But the level of music was there. Yeah, and people stuck around, and that's why it was yeah. good because the, oh, quali yeah. the quality standard was, awesome. was kept. And then Will Hurst came into the picture, and then like you know, I think I'm not sure what happened to Broken Down Suitcase at the time, but I, I guess they just went off into their own things. Or... I think probably Ben probably had to move. Okay. Ben left first, I think. And then Wilhorse took over, and, the, and then the standard was still there. But like, oh, yeah. what was awesome about Wilhorse is that you had Nick Petro who could play any instrument yeah. and sing. Yeah. And oh, you had Brandon, God. who's like the <laughs> an amazingly guitarist, man. The guitar guitar whiz. Whiz. So much soul in And he's guy. beautiful. He's charming. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever fucking yeah. met. And super nice. I love that kid. He can play anywhere. Around. And what's great about these two cats is that like it didn't matter whether you're good, bad, shitty, or ugly, or <laughs> whatever. You go up and play, and they were so good they they knew how to make you sound good. You know, and I remember those yeah, nights. Oh yeah. I'd be playing, and just, just throwing all the color on top and just I, holding down. I messaged them in the week. I'm like, yo, this week I'm coming. With, <laughs> yo, yo, this week I'm coming with these three new songs. I, I made it a point for myself to come to Jam Night every week with three new yeah, songs. Yeah, always had new shit. Because I, I didn't want to like become that guy like that, that oh, one trick pony. Like, karaoke oh, night. He, he's playing. He's playing Hotel California again. And that's yeah. why. That's why today your repertoire is this <laughs> dump truck of fucking material that uh, you just pull out of your ass at any given time. I remember going to. You know that? Oh shit! That's I haven't played that in six years. So I was going to school. I remember going to an open mic night. In like Kitsilano, and it's like you just like you say every week. It's the same, same guys. It's like you know, good on them for giving it their all. But it's just the same music. No one learns anything new. Playing it safe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Which good. Is, it's still people good like fun. this. I'm Some people like it. that. You know, it's like carrying <laughs> it. Hey, you got your songs. It's all about comfort. You know, but and you know, good on those guys for pushing it and keeping people, you know, hanging on to their seats and all that. Yeah. I mean, that made it but some I, good years. How can you go wrong with having? Uh, Nick Petro being your fucking your drummer, right? And having Brandon kind yeah. of like having those two guys walk you through a song, you can't. Even if yeah, you, fuck, you don't you get any up. better than that. If you fuck up, they're they're holding Even it down. Even though he's not on bass, <laughs> you know, it's still double travels behind you. There'd always be a bassist. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There was always enough That's musicians true. and there'd yeah. be a, a guy who just. So you got the backup yeah. band. And, and because Nick is so tight on the drums, you know, like the bassist had nowhere. He couldn't get lost because if if he missed a note, he just like oh. There's a kick. <laughs> Peterman used to come out and play bass quite often. Yeah. Greener, yeah. Greener came out a few times to play. And Carl Trinquan and Travis uh, Jobin, yeah. oh, Travis yeah. Pickering. Yeah. There were, it was a hub. It was, it was a hub yeah. for talent. It didn't, you can come there on any fucking given Thursday night. And you, you never knew what you were going to get. Like some weeks, it, mind you, like, I remember some weeks it was fucking oh. horrible, you know. Like, hey man, all you had was, downs for sure, all you had was drunken, drunken, 
boot-tards, you know, <laughs> just... Well, you get, yeah, if you get into a jam, like, it, you know, I was living in Victoria, and my sister worked at this place, and they had a jam night, and you get into a jam, it just is like half an hour of just guys... Doodling. Doodling around, yeah. and it doesn't really go anywhere, but then you get this, you know, when you come in with an open mic night or a jam night where guys can jam, but... Mm -hmm. They but, got all the structure and basics behind them because they know these songs. And, 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 and the discipline to know, yeah. like, hey man, like we're lingering. Like, let, let, let's yeah, just yeah. like let, let's yeah, throw yeah. a little like a little hook or a change in here. Being able to one two boom, Paff, you know. Yeah. And that was that, that's what was awesome about like uh, Broken Night Suitcase and Will Horse. It's like even if if they sensed that the jam night was starting to drag a bit, yeah. they'd be like, all right, man, thank you very much. And they go on stage and they would just pump a quick three. Yeah. And then. Get yeah. the drinks flowing you know, again. And then, and then the energy <laughs> level would go up, and then, and then, you know, whoever comes up afterwards, like, they get, they would get at least two songs. Yeah. Where people, like, whether it was good or bad, they would still, they would still get <laughs> they're down. They would still get, get, they would still get down with it, because, like, <laughs> the energy was good. Yeah. And, you know, like, fuck that little venue has seen some really good shows, man, yeah. over the years, I gotta say. Oh. Like, uh, the, the Devin Coyote <sighs> days. Where when it was actually Devin and Kevin, yeah. remember that? Uh, I mean, <coughs> fuck, Will Horses played a bunch of times. Uh, Fred Eaglesmith, we had Fred Eaglesmith yeah. there. I had, Bla Blackberry I, Wood, Blackberry Wood, Ben Sinister, Ben Sinister, all the Golden Sound festivals over uh, the years, he's, he's all the, the all the all the Golden Delicious shows, yeah. so that have taps like a ton Funked of DJ in the butt? shows, oh, yeah. the Funked in the Butt nights, Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, that place for the size of that little bar had seen some really good fucking music over the years, like really good. Probably helped the. the the close quarters really help. For oh, I forgot. Intimacy, right? Disaster man. Intimacy is the Jeffrey biggest. Is, yeah. When it comes to a venue, <laughs> and you know, you know, back in the Packers days, they had that low ceiling, so it didn't matter how many people were in there. That low ceiling just cut the whole. It made it intimate. It made it a lot more intimate. You yeah. know, which is people, which we've grown out of. You know, because now everyone wants big venues and big shows. Some of the best shows yeah. I've gone to and a lot of the cities I've gone to shows have just been in these hole in wall yeah. places where you go down three flights of stairs, you know, past the kitchen, and then you're in this unknown lounge, and you're like, oh, wow, 50 people, and they're just having the time of their life. And then yeah. plug in, kick it. Holy fuck. Yeah, the wild. Remember the wild the, attacks? The wild attacks for the Golden Sound Festival? That was That's, fun. Uh, that, fuck, those guys are intense, man. Was, that was almost too much for that building. <laughs> it was, uh, fuck that. Uh, that was a summer, was that, that was what a year? summer festival at 2016, I believe. Yeah. Was this, 2016, uh, no. 2015, yeah. maybe? Like, uh, yeah, I can't remember what year it was, but I definitely remember. The it was a summer block party. And it was ridiculous. I still think the biggest, the biggest day the Taps has seen was the first Golden Sound Festival. For the um, block party? Yeah. For the block party, yeah. where uh, JP Maurice was playing there, I think Will Horse was playing there, and then Kaitami. Yeah. Uh, and I remember at Taps, was, uh, they were full. People lined up, people on the front patio. Open, open the window? Windows on the front, wide open, and there's like probably 50 people just oh, yeah. outside, outside in the just streets. Like going ah. on. <laughs> that was a really good fucking vibe. Meanwhile, that block party. <laughs> Like it, it was a fucking nightmare, uh, but it was definitely worth it.
Oh, fuck it. It was a really, really good vibe in town. Just the triangle, you know, just people circling all night doing the rounds. Who did we have that... Have we talked about COVID yet? Who was at the Riv? That year? Uh, the first summer. Was it uh, Was it the high kicks? Was it the year of the high kicks? High kicks were there in the Bear Mountain or... Uh, no. no. Bear Mountain's at the, at the Rockwater. Yeah. It was... Uh, double Fuzz? Yeah, double Five Alarm Club was at no. the Rockwater. Yeah. So it was Double Fuzz. Double Fuzz was the year after. The yeah. dudes The dudes were the at the Rockwater. No, the first the first year. So the, the dudes at Bear Mountain. No, I don't... Fuck, I can't remember now. Yeah. Well, we don't have our computers here to like keep going. Uh, I didn't bring up my bullet points, no. I'm sorry. That, yeah, I don't mean it, but... Just goes straight off of the pine tire here. That, uh... Yeah, pine tire. <laughs> well, <laughs> that high kick show at the River House was, uh... That was the second. I think it was the second. Yeah. And Ben Sinister was in town. And then Matt. And then Matt went, they played <laughs> double bass. And and drums <laughs> at the rib. And that, that's one of the three times that Matt Rhodes and Ben Sister played with the high kicks. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, twice it happened. I think in Golden. <laughs> but the, yeah, the double. I think we blew the breaker at the rib. <laughs> oh yeah. Everything's plugged into one circuit. Well, even when I played a VOD, they were like, oh, yeah, we know the breaker yeah. a handful of times. It's yeah. like, what's happening? Like, oh, you're overcharging the breaker. Well, well, you got the ice machines, you can't keep up. <laughs> too, too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Hey, sound guy. Yeah. Let's think about a room like this, the River House, like, there's not much. If you're going to be a sound guy, you got to be there tweaking everything at every moment. Yes. You know, I remember doing uh, I remember you guys hired me to do sound for the golden the last golden sound fest. I remember that. And you're like, you gotta do sound the room. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I go I go see these punk bands. The first band was alright, I can work with it. The second one, my fuck, you know, and I try to tell them like, yo, if you bring your amps down, you know, like I can just tweak them to like the monitor. Yeah, right. And they looked at me like we're a fucking punk band. We don't give a fuck. Who was that? I can't remember. Uh, so there's two of the, the punk band I'm talking about that said we're a punk band. They're from Vancouver. I think it's a crybaby or oh, oh yeah, crybaby. Yeah, or, or, or something like that. And the band before them, they were from they were from Edmonton, I believe, and they also have a Motorhead cover band of some sorts. Second band, they were so loud, like, and I was trying to get their vocals through, but like, I literally, had, I literally had to sit there by the board, and as soon as he started singing, I just bring the levels fucking full, and if if I left him there while he wasn't singing, feedback. Oh yeah. So I had to just sit there and like all night just playing, making sure it comes through. Oh my goodness gracious, man. Game structures, it's like it's everything. And in a venue like that, I mean... And people are moshing, running into you, fucking... Boom, people forget the old days, like, it was just basically kick and vocals that came through. And, 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 That's over, it. and a lot of overheads, right? So, like, the but vocalist would be at the front, the guitarist would be right behind, the, the bassist would be a bit further back. Vocal mics pick up so much stuff, you know, when they do sound. You watch that snare drum come through every single mic. <laughs> just as high as it is coming through its mic. So it's, it's like stage sound is everything. Get good drummers, 
I mean, all drummers are good, but you get drummers that understand dynamics, yeah. and then all of a sudden it changes the whole, whole like, the whole spectrum. And all of a sudden now you can mix, you know, fighting over top of sounds. And, and you've done sound for tons of bands coming through Golden. Do you find that um, it's better if, if the sound is good on stage? Like, if the band feels like their sound is tight on stage, do they play better? Stage sound is number one. That's like the number... It's like painting in the dark. That's what I tell everybody. If you're going to paint with your eyes closed, well then yeah, but if you can actually see or hear what you're doing, yeah. and it's comfortable and everyone has this, you know, you also become unison on stage, then the front of the house is the easiest part because no one's fighting or turning up the sound, mm -hmm. trying to take, you know, they're breathing and it becomes this dynamic mix. Mm -hmm. so, and then you can see it too. You can see it when you mix bands, bands that are comfortable on stage versus bands that can't hear them. So if they're comfortable, there's, there's there's more room for or potential for like expression, right? Yeah. <clears throat> they tend to perform better almost. Oh, you don't have to worry about sound on stage for sure. Yeah. Which is weird because like me, I don't give a fuck. You know, like like I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of like you plug me in, like whatever. Like oh, do you, <coughs> you want to hear yourself? Like, I don't care if it sounds good out yeah. there. Like if you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Oh, need to be, I feel like if I'm playing bass, sometimes I do need to hear myself, you know. Because if I can't hear the bass, then I'm kind of, I get lost, you know. Oh, yeah. That is a hard one. Especially when you DI, too, and then you're expecting a full response out of a, you know, stage monitor that's running through graphic EQ versus your cabinet, which you can actually get. You want to say that in English? <laughs> <laughs> so, expecting full response out of a monitor that has been run through a graphic EQ. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want one sound, but you're not getting that sound. No. And it totally affects the way you play. Yeah. For sure. I mean, understandably. It's, vocalists are the biggest one. Right? Because they're... They need to Almost need to hear their songs. Yeah, and it's, yeah. You know, it's the most frustrating one for me mixing, too. Especially if one's, you get vocalists that have no effects control. Now they're, they're running everything through this EQ on stage. They don't know what the room sounds like. Yeah. They yeah. don't... They don't how it reacts, and all of a sudden they don't know how much reverb they're putting on it, and then they're washing themselves way back in the mix with effects because got everything's overloaded to the max, yeah. and you can't hear them because they just fall in the back with everything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then everyone, and then you have all your patrons, the people that paid to see the show, coming up to your sound booth, going, "Hey, I can't turn up the vocals. I can't." Yeah, I can't hear them. Yeah, you know that's what makes that's what makes live sound so much fun because you're not in the studio. And all, setting that happens all the time. And the patients, the patients don't know any better, right? Like the, no, the, they're there like, I can't hear what he's saying. That's right. <coughs> they, but they won't say that. They won't say, oh, I can't make out the words. They're going to go, I can't hear him singing. Yeah. So you're going to take it as, oh, it's not loud enough. And then all yeah. of a sudden the vocals are too loud. And Oh, yeah, know, I'm constantly may, saying. Maybe, maybe you know, the, the vocals don't come through cl clearly or cleanly. Oh, yeah. You know. and like all my years of hosting Jam Nights, that's what it was. And over the years, it's like, you know, I'd spend weeks and weeks just like doing my thing and eventually someone's like, yo, like, if you bring like the high ends up on the vocals, it'll come through more clearly. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, I know how this works. And then some cat comes up, he's like, yo man, your high ends are too much, you yeah. can bring them down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that oh. happens so often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so often. I mean, but this is pre uh, 2000, let's say 2018 Rockwater there where we just kicked off the year with the new setup. With the the, the the Christmas present from yeah. Kurt. Yeah, the new board. Fuck, I was so that's, stoked about that. That's a game changer because that just provided everything that you need to to address those problems. 
the best you can. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to solve the everything in the room that we have. And then, yeah. you know, the net also, I mean, look at how it opened up for the festivals that we can just easily go back and forth stage to stage. Oh, well, there's two stages. I mean, we're doing two stages back to back, almost zero downtime. Yeah. I mean, we do have some hiccups along the way. But uh, but that's not and then also the upgrades of the sound system. I mean, Rockwater was one of the best sound venues in town. Yeah, def uh, definitely. Uh, I can tell a lot of people are like bringing it up in the past, whatever, two years. It's been two years almost since two years. you upgraded that. So. Yeah. We, we've Next all been working together for two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, like, when I first, when you first got to the Rockwater yeah. and I, First started working with you yeah. when the gem I got got the got pulled. Yes. I was like, I, well, I quit. And I need to play music. Yeah. Yo, Pat, what's up? Come yeah, on over. All right, let's fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, you got to commend that kind of dedication, right? Like yeah. that's what you're saying. Like you don't, you had an understanding thing that I, okay, I had to be born into this, or it was something that was a rite of passage. Yeah. And you, someone offered this to you, and then now you had the ability to to climb this mountain, which is never ending. Or make it a lifestyle. Yeah, and you're yeah. doing it. You're, you're, you're dedicated to it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it can totally. You, you know, to me, for a long time, you know, I I always wanted to be a performer. You know, and for a long time, it was I'm going to be an actor. You know, but as I got into it, you know, it, <laughs> I, I as I got into it, it, it ended up turning into like, oh, like if you want to be an actor, you have to be a model. <laughs> you have to be. Oh, you're beautiful. What are you talking you know, about? But like. You know, all, all these variables. Like, oh, you, you have to be a model. You have to be, you know, this, that, and then you do have to be a model, sis. Perhaps. Because then, the, you know, you can't <laughs> get past TMZ. will get you. I don't I mean, know. All this, you know, the paparazzi. But that's only if you're actually a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry, I was loud. <laughs> but um. Hey, look at yeah. that little swing. <laughs> hey, we're all sitting here. We are all sitting here on the. No, no, Stools. Okay, we'll play music. Hey, you yeah, okay. You're sitting on the Waffle Butt Express here. Hey, how's it going? How'd you know it was a swinger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone that's uh, coming to the shop has uh, sit on that thing. <laughs> so they're all swingers. It's yeah. comfy. <laughs> it's really comfy. It is. It's, it's, it's... Yeah, no, I think, like, you're just talking back to the last two years and people just kind of making comments and more the turnout at shows has increased. And I mean yeah. this twenty nineteen winter into twenty twenty here was like spring of twenty twenty was we were really having like we had some phenomenal shows. Yeah, oh, we were on our way, man. Like yeah. it's like all, all that hard work and March the criticism and, April, and the freaking all the bad stuff had been beaten and we were like yeah. momentum was there, credibility yeah. was being built and you know we were doing good shit. The the Rockwater was definitely on its way to have its or become a staple almost like best winter. Best not not ever. Not financially, mm -hmm. but as far as response and people engaging with the live music, people coming out to the shows, social media presence. Social like media. It just it this the past winter this past winter was definitely it, it was pretty awesome until until it, we got shut down. Golden's a word of mouth community. It is. Right? 100%, 100%. I mean, I remember back when the house concerts were taken away from the bars. Yeah. yeah. And their house concerts were packed. I mean, I just, 
it's a it's a word of mouth society. That's so great. We're dependent on that. And like when I first we need got, good reviews. Yeah. yeah. When I first got to town, I like I remember, and this was before RCR bought the hill, uh, kicking horse. But I remember like my first season here. It's like it didn't matter what night of the week it was. You knew there was a house party somewhere, and not just one. Yep. There was at least three of them. So like you could literally go to one house, hang out, pre-party. You know, don't like this place, yeah. leave, go to the next house. Wow, this place is banger. Fucking, you know, stay there, get wasted, have a good time, you know, and then go yeah. home or whatever. And if you didn't like the second place, there was a third option. And more often than not, all three places were a good yeah. option. Yeah. You know, they weren't bad. It's just like, it was like a <coughs> time place. You just show up too early, late, too late, you know, whatever. But the doors were open. It was like, yeah, man, like, yeah. and the... the Camarade, camarade, you know, the Come people, the camaraderie, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, was, was really open. There was a sense of community because, like, you know, it didn't feel clicky. It didn't feel like anything. Everyone just kind of, everyone was in golden, and that was it, you know. And then yeah. somewhere down the line, I honestly feel like once RCR bought Kicking Horse, for me, what I noticed is that the year after, all the ski bums and the people who were just like, you know, the free thinkers the or whatever. Mood, the mood changed. Yeah. The mood well, changed and, then, and everything got, and got clicky. And seasons then, passes go up. You gotta prove that you're a local to get the discount. Like, there's all these things yeah. that, that factored in. And I mean, like, even here now, there's so much going on with that. Like, it's like, the prices, our ski pass is like 50 bucks, kids. Laminated right there in front of you, you know, back before you printed it. <laughs> She'd write her name, the lady at the secretary would just like, oh, you're going to get your season's pass, give her the money, yeah. take your picture, Polaroid comes out, you yeah. know, passport picture, boom. Laminated. Laminated, yeah. here you go, you're good to go for the year. Yeah, there you go. One year it was pink, one year it was blue, had the white tooth on, that's good. Yeah. Put on your chair. To see it, to evolve into what it is today is amazing. It's just like the access that they have to that skill is just <laughs> and unprecedented. It, and they just open more, right? Like yeah. Like a, a half you of know. Rudy's is open or whatever. Or and if they had... Ozone. Ozone, yeah. And it's just such a picturesque hill, too. I mean, no other hill you have, like, overlooks golden. I mean, you have the middle. Yeah, when, you're on the, when you're riding that hill and you, like, look down on the town of golden, there's no inversion. It's just bluebird day. You're like, god damn. But like, then you get the, you, sometimes you go to Revelstoke or like Lake Louise, like, and you can never really see the town from where you're ride, riding. Yeah. Maybe Whistler, you can see the Whistler because yeah, yeah, Whistler's fucking massive. But like, you know, yeah. like Kicking Horse, you're riding, and like once you get out of the bowl and you're starting to ride down like Euphoria or like you know the actual yeah. out, like uh, the tr tree line faces, you can literally see the town. It's just like God, and the Big Bend Highway is. Holy shit, like, it's right there. I can see it. <laughs> but then you do have the inversion. Yeah. And the clouds are sitting right as soon as, you know, right at the bottom of the bowl. And it just looks like this giant ocean lake that goes on. And all you see are all the peaks that go down the... Little peaks pop out. Yeah. They look like islands. And you look the other way, it's the same thing. <laughs> all the way in the dark. You know, it's like... Wow. <laughs> it's a good place, man. I was, when I, on my way here, I was, I was meant to go to Nelson. Because everyone's like, oh, you're a hippie, you'd like it there. I see, I, I come down the Big Bend, you know, the number one highway. Bluebird Day, I see the ski hill. And I said, yo, what's this town called? He's like, I don't know, it's fucking called Golden. I'm like, what's here? He's like, I don't know. Sounds like shit. Like, and then I was like, well, like, 
let me off here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this place out. How far is Nelson? He's like six hours. I was like, I can get there some other day. Yeah. <laughs> took me four years before I got to Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I landed in Golden, went straight, like, you know, straight, like, straight to the island in Victoria, yeah. then back for a winter, back to Eucalypt for surfing, back, back here for a winter, then, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> it just, you know, finally went to Nelson, checked it out. Ah, this is yeah, alright. Nelson's a cool town. Beautiful. To me, Nelson is kind of like a miniature version of San Francisco. Yeah. Right? You got that town by by the river, or the by, by the bay, and it's on a yeah. hill, and there's that red bridge that leads yeah, over the to the other side, which is just nothing but lush forest, you know? And the attitude of Nelson is totally San Francisco, like totally west side hippie, like yeah, oh, yeah, 1960s, totally you know? Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful you know? spot, I mean, it's like inland coast. Okay. Yeah. Coastal vibes. I mean, steep hills, and gotta have... I wouldn't want to be there during an ice storm. You know, like, I've got to get up to my house. Fuck. <laughs> You're walking yeah. out, just slipping. Oh, I, I just cheap. lost six blocks. You walk uphill in Nelson, I mean, you're going to stay fit all the time. Especially if you live on the upper side. That right? must be why there's no one ugly up there, right? <laughs> wow, we're not talking ugly, we're talking making run America. Sorry, no, one out of, no one's out of shape out there. They're all, they're all quite fit. Yeah, they are, actually. <laughs> they're all beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson's a beautiful place. Oh, yeah, but you know, this COVID definitely like brought a standstill to the whole m momentum that we kind of developed. Uh, it was really interesting, you know, because I got to a point where, like, you know, I always wanted to just make music happen and do stuff, and I kind of hit this ceiling where I was like, "Fuck, I feel like I'm not growing anymore." And then one day it hit me. I was like, "Well, like, why push the ceiling if you, if you can grow the foundation?" So then I started organizing Winter yeah. Fresh, yeah. you know, or uh, Greenstock. Or the first one wasn't called Greenstock, it was called uh, <laughs> Spring Cleaning, Get Your Weeds Out. Um. <laughs> 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 you know, and it was kind yeah. of like, just like, and, you know, we had Easy Ruckus, The Slinkies, Alexander Overdrive, Bastards and the Buzzards. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a couple of other acts, solo acts and stuff. Um, pretty pretty yeah. low-key, well, pretty... Pretty small, you know. I think there was maybe seventy people there, you know. But we still had seven, yeah. we still had six bands in, in one oh, night, yeah. you know. It, it, it was fun. Fast forward six months, I got way too fresh, and that was like a by the locals for the locals. Yeah. Carl Trinquan, uh, the pickups, uh, Alexander Overdrive, uh, Streamer Nights. Yeah. Oh really yeah, that was the first. Just <laughs> a good kickoff. Spent twenty four hours just putting streamers up in the ceiling. Oh, Why yeah. are you doing this? Because I wanted to look. Well, I was cool. on a ladder. With, you want to know how many freaking thumbtacks I pick up after those parties? Oh, I know. We're on stage, and I was oh, just like, I look under my shoes, I'm like, come on, it's seven, seven thumbtacks in there. Oh, I'm yeah. thumbtack dancing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs studded tires? Yeah. Who needs? <laughs> no, those were fun. But then you know, and then. Last one was a blast. Yeah, like, Greenstock uh, 2019 was, like, mm. you know, I, I invested about five grand into that show, and I walked away with 3,800, you know. I lost yeah. I lost 1,200, but, you know, I was, like, I wanted to know what my ceiling was. What's my budget? How, how good can I do? How big can I go with this shit, you know? And then, you know... I lost some money, but then I understood, and I had Average Gypsy, otherwise known as Average Citizen now, and 
with the Slinkies, the burle I think the Burlesque was yeah. there that year. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Um, yeah. It was a full lineup. Like, Still Spirits. That was uh, such a good night, actually. Still Spirits, yeah. uh, Staggers and Jags. Yeah. And, oh, man, like, and Lan and Bush. Like, just, just a big lineup, you know, and, and stacked. Like, 14, 14 hours of yeah. music in a bar. Uh, those were some short days, hey, Pat? Those were real short days. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 9 a.m. till 4 in the morning. Yeah. Something like that. Then with you fresh this year, with uh, or this past winter, with Jody B and like yeah. Blackberry Wood. And, you know, and that one was like, that was I amazing. think that one was mo one of the most like amazing events I've ever put together. That was That was my favorite. Yeah, that was the, music, music the, wise, the flow structure vibe. was perfect. It showed the momentum too that Tam had. Everyone was like coming together, like mm -hmm. such a like, perfect kickoff for the season. Like, hey guys, let's yeah. have a good time. You, you got know? a bunch of footage from that night, don't you? I got tons of footage, yeah. man. You look up yeah. if you go to Pablo Euphoria's it's, YouTube page and you look up yeah. Winty Fresh, you'll yeah. find tons of footage. Yeah, that was a good night. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, back to and, and, and that was a big kickstart for the winter, and then of course yeah. March comes around and. Questionable. What was our last show at the Rockwell? I think it was we had BCDC on. Yeah. On the fifteenth. No, on the uh, I'm gonna say the thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah, and then and then the and then the fourteenth or fifteenth was. Um, yeah, like a, the fourteenth. We like had the the, the getaway tours there. Yeah. Um, uh, the boys from Edmonton. Yeah. Bus party. So they had Jody B, uh, Beef Burglar, and uh, yeah, Lanny Jeff, B, Jeff yeah. from uh, Shashara Productions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they put that together. But yeah, BCDC was, BC was our last banger. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty good attendance. Super weird vibes, because that was the, <laughs> basically almost <coughs> the day before closure. Yeah. And everyone kind of knew it was going to happen. Everyone was starting to feel pretty weird about the COVID thing and Golden. Mm -hmm. So it was fun, but it's pretty weird in there. I mean, that you was, could tell, like, people were, were having fun, like, people were still having fun, but it wasn't, like, the crazy, it wasn't your a, typical yeah. BCDC oh, night no. in Golden. <laughs> Where you should have brought your gumboots? Yeah. 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 And wore Kevlar because there's glass everywhere? Yeah, broken glass, drinks spilled everywhere, Cause the last usually time. a fight or two. <laughs> Usually, oh. Maybe someone getting fucked on a pool table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd go back to that right now. What, getting fucked on a pool table? Whoa. No, I'd go back to the CCDC. Oh, just the shows. Yeah. Yeah. normal show. Having that being your worst problem of the night would be amazing versus how do I keep all these people apart? Yeah. Wear your mask. Let's do all, uh, like, all the things, you know, putting up, putting up the plexiglass dividers everywhere, putting up this, spreading the tables apart, reducing capacity, lowering the uh, overall volume. Potential of, exposure. The volume, yeah. Yeah. What, what seems interesting is that, like, it seems like we, we could still have music in a bar, right? We still can. It just can't be, well, you know. Yes, technically. Uh, but social gatherings are not really so you, accepted nowadays, yeah. which it's totally understandable. Yeah. So by having a musical event, it's almost like you're inciting a reason for gatherings or you encouraging a gathering. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're motivating people to commute to yeah. one area. Yeah. Which yeah, you that's, know, that's exactly. What which it is. is 
you know, and they, I don't like using no, the tape like, as much fun for three as it weeks, would be. Three weeks we can't do it for sure. It's as of today. Yeah, yeah, it goes against everything we're trying to do. Most I mean, if we all hunkered down for three weeks and we were fed and just say, stay home, here's toilet paper, here's everything you need, free Wi-Fi, a little bit of Netflix, do not leave your house three for weeks. three weeks. Mm -hmm. The entire world just shut down for three weeks. We don't need to, we can't order things off Amazon. We don't need people to fly anywhere. We don't have to, No mail, we don't no drive. paychecks, nothing. I know, it's not because we're going to lose, you know, you think of the big picture. But <coughs> boom, problem solved. Uh, we'll be back to having shows. The girls, get, well, who knows who's getting fucked on pool tables? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd be good for really legitimately getting back into the swing of things, which mm -hmm. is, is a big contributor to the economy of gold and this tourism. I mean, we haven't even. Well, just, just this weekend alone, you know, like ever since the the, the new regulations put, got put in place on Friday, like I yeah. personally, just me walking around town. Quieter. I see it. It's way quieter. It's so much quieter. There's less vehicles on the road. Yeah. Uh, less people walking, let yeah. alone, you know, like, if you see a vehicle, you probably see more vehicles driving than people walking in the streets right now, which kind of takes us back to almost, like, March or April, you know. Yeah, it's me yeah. in downtown yesterday, Saturday, yeah. but prime time, dinner time. Yeah. Main street's almost empty. Like, oh, this is, I know it's off-season. When is, like, the, when does the Christmas parade usually happen, too? That's... The second week, of, or the first week of December, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, you think, like, I remember the few weeks up to that point, it was still really busy here. A lot of people yeah. still travel with these new RVs and stuff coming out. You know, now we can't, well, we shouldn't go anywhere. Not, me not meant to. <laughs> not meant to. No. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I got nowhere to go, but I don't have any business in the other town or anything. I'm not just any golden. That's fine. Only for so long. I mean, to get for me, it's getting through COVID. Yes, yeah, totally. And everyone's itching to travel and do all these amazing things, and have big shows again. Yeah, why? Well, That's the, yeah. you know, I, this this might just be me, but I I find it really odd how the uh, the regulations are very specific about open jams and open mics. Yeah. And uh, musical musical gatherings and other sorts. You know. You know, not to sound cynical or anything, but it's like, I, I do feel like you know the, the artists are being like kind of alienated in oh, in, in this in the circumstances, and it's just like, you know, pe people can go to the gym and work out to get healthy and sweat around each other, and you know, or do a dance class or you know like yeah. rock climbing that's, and such, and you know, yeah, they're sweat they're literally sweating and like and good on them to be staying healthy, so they are getting rid of toxins and staying healthy, awesome. But there's a level of like release with with arts, you know, wh well, whether you're a yeah. performer or a listener oh, or, or musicians I mean, are getting like ultra shafted right now. Yo, but I mean, it is an essential. I mean, I think music is one of the best therapies for uh, for mental illness. Mm -hmm. I'd you oh, know, uh, for sure. And you know, like and for a lot of people that are say get anxious or they get cooped up at home, but they. You only ever see them out on those nights when they come out and see the bands that they appreciate. I mean, it's just like to deny people that is you're denying somewhat of their rights, and then they've been doing what they can to to provide it. And the musicians have been doing what they can. To, yeah. Artists of all medias, mediums too have been doing what they can to and keep everybody, you know, to provide this this void that's been created. And some of these musicians and performers and artists, like 
they're not very good at working on a lined assembly or doing labor work. You know, they don't work well in an, envir an environment other than a creative one. You know, like you can't you can't ask a creative person to follow a, a strict line of rules and go to from A to Z without them straying. You know, straying afar and developing oh, their own methods. It's like it, it's a, it goes against the very being of their living. The fabric. Oh, it's a, it's a full 180 on, on what you're used to do every day. It's yeah. like total opposite. Yeah. Total opposite. So, yeah, there's there's an adjustment period. Like, how was your. For sure. But if it was to stay like this for another year yeah. or two, then, mm -hmm. then people will. Fill it up, like it yeah. won't be easy, but they, yeah. they will. You know, if we have to thrive, we will thrive, yeah. no matter what. You know, and same, same for, well, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> like we we're have, doing what we can. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, we're, we're playing with a fucking half a, t half a teaspoon of whatever we can get provided, and we're, yeah. we're, we're being asked to fill a 40-ounce glass, you know, yeah. and it's like we only get a, table, a, a teaspoon yeah. to work with. It's like, well... Like, how do we turn a teaspoon into 40 ounces? Like, you tell me, I can stretch it with water, but then it's just water. Like, like what do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you how it was, after our first wave, like, your first show back, like, what that was like. Like, the first live stream or the first, first show the back? The first show back after, like, first live performance that you were able to do after. I can tell you, I wasn't, I wasn't in ecstasy. I wasn't on ecstasy, but just, like, in ecstasy. I could probably qu quote one of the bartenders from that night, and they said, like, I remember them mentioning to my roommate, they were like, there was no stopping this cat tonight. No. Man. Like, he, 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 he could have played for eight hours if he needed yeah. to, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and me on stage at that moment, as soon as I hit that first note, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. Till, <laughs> I remember. I, I'm playing until y'all tell me to shut you're, down you, or I shut down. You're you know? just wired, like. Ready to go. Come on, Andrew, you're just jerking me. Come on, let's go. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You want to do this? Yo, watch this. Yo, keep up. Let's go. You know, it didn't matter to me. It was like, y'all know it as best as I do. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm a performer. If I'm on stage, that's my release. That's that's my channel yeah. for all my anger, sadness, happy, anything. Everything bad, good, and ugly, I can channel through. And then, you know, the next day after a performance, I got so much peace of mind. And it usually lasts a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm good. Like yeah. that—that's that, my medicine. That's my dose. You know, that—that's—that's that's my my heroin and my kryptonite. You know, yeah. it's like. It, <laughs> oh, it's true. It takes care of business for me because I. That's what you do. I mean, it's a, the big struggle during COVID for me was like you know, I'm trying to motivate myself to get creative, you know, because yeah. there's no shows. So I'm like, okay, well, the next time I have a show. Well, you do a podcast. I, well, podcasts are awesome. This this is a beautiful outlet and, and, and a new venue, totally new different. Venue. You know, yeah, very different. Like down the line, I'd love to have a podcast about a band with me. You know, oh, yeah. and, we, and we can like, you know, yeah. do the recording properly so the feed comes out through. You know, like get the pink river dolphins or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it would be cool. You know, just like all right today, and then you know we talk about the songs individually, whatever. You know, the stage is where I get creative and try things. I could sit at home and play guitar for hours, but I'm just doodling. I'm not practicing. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm just kind of wanking off on an instrument, you know, in, in hopes for inspiration. You know? <laughs> when I'm on stage, you know, you know what my inspiration is? I see someone and they yell three words and I go, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, there's my theme, you know, or that, that, that person in the corner doesn't like the way I'm playing. Well, I'm going to freaking work to get your attention and make you smile, laugh, and enjoy at the yeah. very least. Boom, mission accomplished, yeah. you know. All right, next, who's up? You two in the corner, you're being so intimate. Here's a love song. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. a bomb. You try, play a crowd very well. Try and send yeah. everybody home, everybody in that room home with a little wow factor. Yeah. They can go home and go like, you know what? Wow. That guy sang some Neil Diamond for me and my, my girlfriend. Yeah. You know? yeah. This guy sings some Gwen. Back you know? to the internet. Oh, he sang Gwen Stefani for me and I laughed my ass off. This guy did the greatest rendition in Space Jam. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, Space Jam. He, he did a scene from Shrek. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He sang Hakuna Matata. When was the last time you heard that song? You know, just send people home with something. A little wow. Something more. You know? I can every time that song comes on. Anywhere in the world. Space the first Jam? thing that comes to my mind is Hobbit. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. Hakuna Matata. Every time. Never fucking fails, man. Doesn't matter where I'm at, what I'm doing. Da -da 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 -da. Um, it just happens. Uh, Bam. I sang that song in Cuba once. That must have been a hit. Well, I had a gig on. Well, not Did a you gig. have the backing band there? No backing band. So like, I brought. I always bring my guitar everywhere I travel. Uh, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, Probably fit a couple cartons of cigarettes inside hey, that thing. You never know, you know, straps a couple of things. <laughs> um, so I'm on this resort and, you know, I'm playing guitar in the evenings. I go to the lobby and just singing some, you know, Frank Sinatra or like, you know, That's Amore by Dean Martin or whatever. Like, wow, you should play a show. So eventually I find the people who organize the shows in the evening and I tell them, like, yo, like, I would really enjoy playing 10 minutes on the stage. Yeah. Well, like, are you good enough? And I list, like, I just need 10 minutes. So, you know, what do you need? I need a mic, two mics, one for my guitar, one for me. It's all right, go. No. <laughs> Producer comes to me and he says, "Like, so what? You're you gonna finish with a romantic song? Like, I want you to have, I want you to have it done right. You know, you're gonna, start, you're gonna start strong. You're gonna like, I want you to finish with a high note. You know, you like." And I was like, "Nice." Well, I was gonna wing it, but like, what do you want? He's like, "Well, I don't know. If you know a couple of songs, then, you know, and make it nice for everybody." Like, All right, cool. So I open with a kumatada, segueing into Hohei by Lumineers. Yep. So perfect, eh? relatable. Everybody can enjoy that. Then I did crazy, just to share yeah. my own material. People like, some kids were scared. Most people were impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I finished my my show with um, the Hell Freezes Over rendition of Hotel California. Oh. So that super Latin yeah. intro and all that. And then I yeah. jump into it, boom, and the crowd goes nuts. My brother runs on stage and they're like, get off the stage, he's trying to bring me a beer. And like, my brother doesn't know the etiquette for <laughs> doesn't know etiquette for You're us. Not supposed to let him know that I'm a civilian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can I can honestly say I've I've played a show in Cuba. Yeah. You know, it's like But again, I was just in Cuba and I just like if I have an opportunity to perform and oh, send yeah. send people home with a little something, whether it's the hosts, the the, the, the clients or the, you know, the the, the contractor, yeah. I don't care. Like even when, with my day job like concrete and shit. Like, I like showing up on site and making someone day. You know? Uh, hallelujah. Even if you pass or you don't pass the test, yeah. I'm gonna make sure, you know, I'll send you up a smile or something, a little joke. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's super, good, super important. Good moral time. If you're, you know, is it your world? Am I living in it? Or is it my world? And are you living in it? We're all in living it? within each other's worlds. You know, it's like, that's right. <laughs> Pine tar. I know, I was just about to say pine tar. What's this talk about pine tar? What do you guys keep bringing up here? Oh, is that like some dabs and shit? That's, 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 that's,
It's shape. a very terp, terpy and yeah. heavy. So it's not outdoor version of no jazz way. cabbage. Hey. Yeah. Pine top. Ah, <laughs> oh, the gateway to devil's lands. <laughs> Next up, pine tar. I was rolling up. I just need to do that. Ain't no censorship on this shit. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, we're hitting a lull here. Lull? It happens, man. There's always lulls. People gotta... People people gotta pee and shit. Beanstalk 2020. Greenstock future of what's to come, but, you know, it, it'd be nice to ha- be able to just perform and let certain businesses do what they can, you know, yeah. if there's a possibility for them to be able to follow protocols and stay safe and monitor and et cetera, et cetera, and everyone follows the rules, to provide but, a safe. and we do, then I do, and exactly, we, we do, we, we follow all the protocols, Everything we think about what's going on because like the music scene's been on, on shut down for almost a year now so all, all like I can picture happening yeah. is that there's people sitting in their basements and their closets whatever and they are pumping and getting ready yeah because once those gates open bada bang oh, bada be some boom bangers when it's on Ooh. that's for sure we're gonna have some amazing shit yeah <laughs> oh, we're getting ready for it too it's coming there's we'll gonna be some new we're ready new we're ready. things coming that yeah. way so That's the acid flashback review. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, yes. This has been a gem of an experience. I, I think we went over a lot of awesome shit. Uh, I love you all. Thanks for listening. Keep it real. Stay tuned for the rest coming up soon. Biatch! Love you. Have a good one. Bye.